Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 58, the Predator Film Series. Well, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen of the North, South, East, and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I am your host, the Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. Now, I know it's been a little bit since the last episode, like I think by an extra week or so, but believe me, there is a good reason for this. Uh, today's episode happens to be an unexpected one, in the sense that I had my next two episodes planned out, but I thought today's topic would be, you know, relevant considering it's related to an upcoming film. I literally thought of this the other day and I'm like, you know what, this actually would work for, you know, was it the Film Focus podcast in a positive manner. And as you heard from the start of the episode, it is based on the Predator film series. Since the first film showed up in 1987, the franchise has grown to have two sequels, two spin-off films, and a whole load of material in the world of comic books and video games. And so, with The Predator, the new film from Shane Black, nearly upon us, I thought it'd be a good opportunity to talk about the previous Predator films and talk about their strengths, weaknesses, my memories slash nostalgia for them, and possibly why people still care about this IP. Now before we begin, keep this in mind, I'll only be talking about the Predator focus films. So, I'll be talking about the first Predator from 1987, Predator 2 from 1990, and Predators from 2010. Those Alien vs Predator films do not count, you know, because they're pants. <laughs> okay, no, 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 in all seriousness, let me go back and just give you my brief thoughts on those films. The first Alien vs Predator came out in 2004, I remember seeing it in the cinema with my dad and my sister and I thought it was alright back then, but in subsequent years the more I've seen of it the more it starts to piss me off. I think overall the film has some decent moments in terms of like expanding mythology between the aliens and the predators, there's some decent action sequences here and there, and just seeing the two classic monsters duking it out was fun. But with all that being said, the film is just so dumb, very tedious, and borrows elements from the previous films, but uses them in less effective ways. An Alien vs Predator Requiem. Ugh. The less said about that film, the better. I don't know what they were thinking when they made that film. I mean, sure, there was certain stuff that they did sort of well, or I could see where they were going in terms of taking away all the Predators and then just leaving it back to a single one, much like the first two films, and having a greater focus on this, you know, Predator-Alien hybrid thing that was teased at the last one. But somehow they found a way to ruin the Xenomorphs, the Yachua, and this Predator-Alien thing hybrid. And the film is even more boring, and stupid, and just insufferable. It's just... No, the film is pants, it's crap, don't watch it. The only reason anybody brings it up is because there's certain people in life that were there to see it, and they remember how crap it is. No, it's a bad film, it's disgusting. Anyway, with all that being said, I'm gonna go back and talk about these three films, and then have my sort of general impressions of what I think might be going on with that new Predator film. So with all that being said, let's jump in. So let's start with Predator from 1987. 
<sighs> I really like this film. It has so many nostalgic memories for me. I ended up seeing this film when I was about, I think, maybe seven or eight years old. My dad was one of those sort of guys that allowed you to go about and see a film as long as you didn't tell certain people that you saw it, especially your teachers. And it was just a case of, oh yeah, just avert your eyes when something crazy is happening. So turn away or put your hands over your eyes, even though you'd be one of those sort of people that, you know, just peeked in because you just wanted to see what's going on. And Predator, back in the day, was one of the most bizarre cool and violent films I'd ever seen alongside Terminator 2 and Aliens and Predator, my goodness. I've only seen it a handful of times since childhood, I could probably count on my hands how many times I've seen it, but it still has so much nostalgic power for me that I'm a little biased towards the film, but I can't deny its beauty, its fun, its greatness, its manliness, its just overall cool quality. It's one of my favorite films of all time for a reason. And rewatching it recently, I can definitely see some of its faults now that I'm paying attention to the film, you know, as a film fan who's gone to college and uni and done all that sort of stuff. So you're paying attention to the more analytical details here and there. And it does start to show its age a little bit, but without like all those nitpicks aside, the film is still endlessly enjoyable and I still feel like I could watch this film in 10 years and still be in love with it the same way I was when I was a child so anyway what is this film about well it's quite simple you basically have a group of military geezers very elite you know you can call them a special ops force who are sent into the jungle in South America I believe so it's a jungle in South America they basically go in there to try and you know rescue these potential survivors of a helicopter crash however once they go in there they find out that you know they've been led into this mission under false pretenses but also their troubles start to become even more problematic when they start to be hunted by an extraterrestrial alien who's sort of hiding around in the shadows picking them off one by one and as each of them start to fall things start to get very very messy. I think this film works mainly because it has a great setup, builds in terms of the mystery and tension especially once you find out that these you know soldier guys are being hunted and then when the eventual reveal shows up and you find out who's killing these guys and how it starts to get more dangerous more violent and then you have the final confrontation between Dutch played by Arnold Schwarzenegger and the alien aka the Yachua and then see how those guys duke it out and then how the film concludes it is just wonderful if you've never seen you know the Predator films beforehand jumping into this for the first time it's an interesting experience. You, you're you led to believe that you're watching this sort of film that's, you know, I guess more action thriller based. But then as the film continues, it sort of builds and then turns into something else entirely with a lot of horror and science fiction elements incorporated. And it's just, wow, it's intense. I think this film's greatest strengths lie in its cast of, you know, very memorable, fun and interesting individuals but also in just, like I said before, creating this sense of atmosphere. It's the atmosphere that works so well. You have a sense of fun in the beginning just because of the really memorable quotes and charismatic characters. Even while they're in the jungle, they still make time for jokes, but then as you get into the more action-based stuff and then the horror-based stuff after that, it's all about that tension, building suspense, learning about some of these dead people that you're noticing in the jungle 
some of these people who you know dutch the main character knows from his like you know is it military background as well learning about the um predator like as the characters do you know seeing how the alien has you know all these sort of sneaky man like uh tactics he's invisible and he picks everybody off one by one in more gruesome ways as the film goes along and it's just good gravy i love it and the music ah the music is a beautiful character that just encompasses this film in such a fabulous fabulous way uh if you listen to my uh theme songs in superhero films and my favorite film composers or just like you know film scores and film composers um i'll leave links in the description of this episode but everybody who knows me knows that i love alice silvestri that guy's my boy he made the music of back to the future obviously the avengers films as well and this one this is one of my favorite film scores just because it has that wonderful sense of intensity action but also has some of these more quieter emotional moments and the way in which it builds during some of the action sequences it's just a character that just elevates the film by like you know it's 150 percent i love the music in this film and um it's really good uh, i love the cast so much some of my favorites include obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dutch, Carl Weathers as Dylan, Bill Duke, who's one of my favorite favorites as Mac, Jesse Ventura as Blaine, and Sonny Landham as Billy as well. Like, I love those guys. And even Shane Black, who plays Hawkins, who's the first guy to go in the film. <laughs> He's funny, but every time he keeps talking about, like, you know, his girlfriend and the stupid pussy jokes, it's so stupid. Stupid. I don't understand why that's a thing in the film, but it's actually quite funny. I love this film. It's just a film that just brings me endless amounts of joy. The action sequence when they go into the uh, gorilla-based territory, when they have to take out all those dudes, is some of the most beautifully crafted, insane, over-the-top action I've ever seen. You know, with great quotes, a whole load of firefighting all over the place like you know is it guns explosions so many explosions people falling out of trees people getting stuck to walls well mainly just that one guy that arnie sticks to the wall with a knife and he's just like stick around i'm like oh for goodness sake but it's so much fun at the same time it's just pure filth filth action and i love it and obviously this film also features one of the most manly handshakes i've ever seen in my life it's like a sort of high five handshake and the way in which it's choreographed is just so bizarre and brilliant at the same time. Carl Weathers and Arnie go up to each other and just be like... <sniffs> but the way in which it focuses on their muscles and then goes into this weird mid-air arm wrestle is so weird. But it's so cool. I don't know what this does for females watching this film. But I know most guys that see this just think this is the most manly handshake in the history of film. It's unnecessarily over the top but so freaking cool what else can i say about the film besides oh yeah the predator i want to, i just want to briefly talk about the design of the predator because they said during the production of this film it used to look a lot different but it was stan winston and james cameron who ended up like you know discussing the design of the alien and then decided to come up with what we know as the main predator aka yachua that we have right now and that alien design is still so cool at first in the film, you see that it's just this invisible person running around taking these guys out from the trees. But then when you see the alien sort of show itself, when the camouflage sort of comes in and out for, I think, a few brief seconds, 
it looks really cool. It's like this humanoid, uh, scaly-based alien with a really cool mask. But then when you see it, take the mask off and you see, like, you know, it's cool little dreads and the open mouth with the four open parts. The alien is so cool. Of all the alien designs we've gotten throughout history, uh, whether you're talking about the Xenomorph or, I guess, E.T., if you like that kind of weird thing, and, you know, just a few of the other aliens we've had out in the world. This is one of my favorite designs that the human race have ever come up with. This guy is cool as hell. And I love the way it's designed. I like his weaponry, you know, the camouflage, like I said before, but also the arm cannon and those three dots that once you get, once you're in that line of sight, you're done. And it's retractable, like, claws on its arm that he used to just juke people. My gosh, the dude is cool. It's so efficient and badass. And there's no wonder that most people in these films only ever get away from the alien or defeat it in very, you know, minute kind of ways. It's literally just a case of just dumb luck or just very well-timed strategic part on the human's part to, you know, take these predators out. It's crazy. The only issues I'd say that I have with the Predator film now is that it does take a little long to get going. Just in the sense that there's certain bits of downtime in between some of the kills of the aliens or certain moments where they're just walking through the jungle. There's certain preparation time between events and you're just like, oh, this could be cut out or like, you know, slimmed down by a little bit. But as an overall film, it's just one that everyone needs to see if you haven't seen it i don't know why you're listening to this i mean unless you really like my voice but on all seriousness though like predator is just one of my favorite films it's just joy upon joy upon joy it's a little slow and it's a little dated i guess with some of the visual design of some of the stuff that was going on obviously with the limited technology and all that but i still think it holds up very well and it's still arguably to this day the best film in the series so let's continue into predator 2 Alright, so now we move on to Predator 2 from 1990. Now, I think I remember seeing parts of this as a kid, but not the whole thing. I don't think I remember seeing this the whole way through until I was a teenager, and I my, men, my general consensus back then was this, that the film was just not nearly as good as the first film. It just didn't have the right kind of uh, tension, action, badassery that came with the original. The change in setting was interesting, but I just didn't like Danny Glover as the main protagonist. He just didn't seem right to me. And just the overall film just felt like a lesser quality piece of work than, you know, the original. Um, I haven't seen the film for years up until like a few days ago. So there was a whole chunk of this film that I barely even remembered. But upon watching it again, I noticed that it wasn't nearly as bad as I remembered. But at the same time, I still don't like it nearly as much as the, you know, original or the 2010 film. I think what Predator 2 does well is it introduces an interesting new setting. Having the Predator running around in a sea as opposed to a jungle introduces some, you know, new and interesting possibilities in terms of interior and exterior locations, from the rooftops to the slaughterhouse to the eventual alien ship that shows up. And yeah, there's just the cool few things that you get to see. And obviously with this film, it expands the mythology a little bit more in terms of having different weaponry, learning about what the Yachua do when one of their comrades falls, and then giving, you know, was it the victor of the battle, one of their special items. In this case, Danny Glover eventually gets this cool 
gun from I think was it a few centuries beforehand and yeah it was there was some interesting stuff that expands the lore of the Yachua and their overall culture that you know transfers into the Alien vs Predator films and I think was it the uh, Predators film from 2010 as well but overall it just feels like a bit of a strange change and Overall, once you start paying attention to the film, the film is essentially the same plot from the original, just with less main characters to focus on, and just a different setting and a few varying circumstances here and there. Even the film score from Alan Silvestri, I didn't even know he'd come back until I looked it up. He borrows all of the main key themes from the previous film, but they just don't feel as effective as the last one. Especially this one point where uh, Danny Glover's character is visiting the grave of someone and they're playing the sort of sad, I guess, militaristic song from the first film that was used during the time when Mac was mourning the loss of uh, his friend Jesse Ventura's character, whose name I just forgot even though I said it not too long ago. But yeah, that was a really effective, beautiful way for that music to be used. But in this film, it just felt a little... I wouldn't say redundant, it just didn't work as well. It just didn't feel as effective, if that makes any sense. Yeah, overall, Predator 2, it has certain elements that I liked. Again, the use of the Predator's new weaponry. And the only other things that I really like about the film is Danny Glover is alright in this film. I like his character and the journey he goes on. And Bill Paxton, I didn't even know he was in this film. That guy brings me so much joy. He brings that wonderful sense of fun and charisma that you love about that guy into this film. And he's so silly, but he's so fun at the same time. He's great. But yeah, just other than that, there's not really much to love, really. Let's talk about that plot quickly. So this film takes place in the year 1997, where there's this crazy turf war going on between these criminals that are part of the one side being, you know, the Jamaicans, and then the other side being, I think, is, was it the Colombians? And you have Danny Glover's character, Mike Harrigan, who's a brash yet good policeman in the midst of this war, trying to do, you know, the right thing, but also being restricted in his movements by like the higher ups in the federal department and since he hates dealing with authority he sort of you know sneaks by them to try and discover the truth about what's happening and in the midst of that the heads of these gang related people are being taken out in suspicious ways and that leads Danny Glover to be you know the lead man to try and figure out what's going on with the invisible assassin which he later comes face to face with and then has to try and sort out on his own and yeah i mean it's cool again like i said before having a different setting expanding the mythology learning what these uh yachua do when they are confronted by certain people that they have a certain code like you know was it um the female police officer she wasn't killed because she was carrying a child so it's cool to learn that they only take out those who are you know of not only a warrior based status but also those who aren't carrying offspring. Overall again I just found the film just to be a little tedious. All the stuff going on in the police station just wasn't overly interesting to me. The cast of characters that surrounded Danny Glover besides Gary Busey and Bill Paxson I just didn't care about anybody else really. Most of those guys doing the Jamaican accents were trash. Oh my god, I don't understand how the people could get away with such horrible accent work back then. It was awful. 
And as cool as it was to see some of these uh, action sequences happening in the interior locations, it was only really good when the Predator was taking out some of these guys. Otherwise, just the action just wasn't shot as well. There wasn't as many memorable sequences. And yeah, just the film felt fairly boring in between the moments when the Predator wasn't on screen. And there were certain moments where they tried to insert humor and it just didn't work in the midst of the action stuff. And some of the CGI, I don't understand, like some of the visual effects have actually gotten worse in between the first film and this one. So mm, it's problematic in certain ways, but overall it still has its small elements that make it work. It's just not the sequel that I think a lot of people were hoping for. And now we move on to Predators from 2010. Now I remember before this film came out I was pretty excited to see what was going on because at that point in time we hadn't had a proper Predator sequel since 1990 and even though I liked the first Alien vs Predator at the time, by the time this new film was coming out I was over both of the Alien vs Predator films and I just wanted a solid back to basics Predator film and this film looked like it had all the right elements you took the jungle setting from the original film but plonked the characters on a new planet you had this interesting ensemble cast of all these different individuals with different backgrounds being hunted by not one but three predators there's also these weird predator dogs the color palette looked really interesting it looked like you know the sequel I was hoping for with Predator 2 and I remember seeing the film and thinking it was pretty good at the time but just not enough to be as good as the original film me bearing in mind again that I had proper hardcore nostalgia for the first one and upon thinking about and discussing it with some of my mates in college the more I started to think about it the less I started to like it and I plunked it in the same sort of department as Predator 2 which I think is a bit harsh upon reflection because after re-watching the film a few days ago I found that Predators holds up a lot better than I expected and I think some of the stuff I really liked about the film was just seeing the Predators in modern times with modern filmmaking seeing the practical effects and makeup used for the predators you know armor the way in which it uses its weaponry whether it's the retractable claws on their arms or the arm cannons that shoot out those like crazy lasers or seeing the different types of weaponry seeing that all updated in HD with all that shine and polish and detail it looks so sexy man and the different setting you know obviously being on an alien planet led to you know some interesting scenery some good stuff done with the CGI and some of the set design whether it be the interior locations of that ship that those guys ended up hanging around in for a little while or some of the trees or um, even the predator dogs which I don't actually like overly that much just because they don't really add much to the film their design is still pretty cool to a degree and again that ensemble cast was very nice and I didn't even notice how many of the people in that film would end up you know showing up in films that I'd seen a good few years after that you know Marshall Ali man dude from Luke Cage who ended up being in you know was it Moonlight and all this other sort of stuff I didn't even notice it was him back then but then I wouldn't have known and Walton Goggins is one of those sort of guys that just shows up all over the place and the fact that he's been in Tomb Raider and Ant-Man and the Wasp and I'm going back in time like eight years and I was like oh my gosh I've seen that guy before it's mental you know it's crazy but anyway, yeah, the cast was cool. Seeing some of the uh, mythology for these characters and, you know, this world expanded. It's just fun. But anyway, 
we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, so let's just talk about that plot. So in this film, you have a group of different types of elite killers from different backgrounds, whether you're talking about like, you know, the Russian soldier or the person that worked for the Yakuza or someone that works in the cartel or the mercenary or the military. You have all these different groups of individuals who basically wake up in free fall, falling from the sky, trying to, you know, set off their parachute. And as they all land in different parts of the jungle, then come across each other they all realized that you know they were abducted from earth plumped on this planet and have to basically work together to find a way back to earth but also stay alive as they're being hunted by these extraterrestrial beings who are camouflaged and have all these super crazy technologically advanced weaponry that they're going to use to mess these people up and i like this film mainly because one like I said before, you have an interesting cast of characters. One of the things that I think this film sort of does better than the original is that you have a more diverse cast of individuals. And I'm not just talking about the fact that, you know, you have different races and one of them's a woman, that kind of thing. It's more so that their individual backgrounds is a little bit more fleshed out in the sense that, you know, you have the Yakuza or someone that works in the military or someone that is part of the cartel these all feel like you know was it individuals that all do you know bad things and have a reason for being here so that they feel a little bit more unique as opposed to just the standard military guys that we had in you know the first film and while not all of them have like a certain amount of screen time to be relevant or cool each of them do bring something interesting to the table, though some obviously stand out more so than others. The Yakuza guy, he's my boy. I'm sorry, Adrian Brody, as cool as you are in the film, this is my man. He's silent throughout most of the film, but when he has his moments to shine, he shines so bright, and he kills one of the predators in one of the best action scenes in the film. It's a old-school samurai ish kind of standoff in a grassy field at night it's wonderful my only you know was it wish was that this was filmed better i see what they were going for it felt right but i just feel with a more competent cinematographer you could have had these wonderful sequences where you know you had more long shots of the characters doing you know dueling it out connecting their blades having some more long shots maybe some tracking shots here and there because there was a bit i wouldn't even say there was too much cutting on action there was like just some editing here and there but i feel like it would have been so much cleaner if they went for a more i guess ip man approach in terms of being able to show you everything from all the angles in terms of having some more tracking shots and just having some of these shots just last a little longer um, instead of having some of the editing done in the way in which it was but it's still one of my favorite kills in the entire film it is my favorite kill in the film actually but yeah the violence is great the blood and gore is cool and there's some interesting sort of twists and turns here and there in terms of characters you think are dead but now nah, they're not dead they just got injured and then ended up coming back there's a twist with, you know, Topher Grace's character, the Doctor, who everyone thinks is just like, you know, just this nothing little guy who's smart, but, you know, doesn't really offer anything to the table in terms of having, you know, a military or like, you know, is it fight-based background only to find out he's some sort of weird psychopath guy. I know a lot of people were sort of indifferent to this, like, you know, they're sort of half and half, where basically some people thought that they bought into, you know, the whole Topher Grace being a sort of psycho killer kind of person but then there's other people that are just like this doesn't suit Tova Grace at all it is his face that you just don't buy into as this kind of you know individual but 
it's an interesting twist in the film. At least he gets, you know, was it his comeuppance in the film in a very cool way. <laughs> but um, no, I like the cast of characters. They're all pretty good. Walton Goggins is such a crazy, fun kind of person in this film. He has some really good lines in this film. And uh, I like seeing this more tough, silent, manly approach to Adrian Brody. It was pretty good, even though he felt like he was, you know, putting on a voice a little bit you know, a bit of a tough voice. Um, the setting is cool, like I said before. Just the alien planet and all the different moons, the way in which the CGI is used to construct these this vast world with these interesting different environments from the jungle to the uh, ship that they end up staying in with uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character and some of the designs of those areas is pretty cool you could end up making another sequel from that and I know that they were planning to make another sequel but it just didn't I think it just wasn't financially and critically received well enough to go about and warrant that sequel I'd say my issues with the film mainly lie in the fact that as different as it is, it still is, at the end of the day, just seeing Predators hunting aliens again. And the action sequences, while good, there's certain bits where it's just not as good as it could be. I feel like with the, you know, modern technology that we have and the way in which we'd advance in terms of having hand-to-hand -hand fight sequences and just choreographing action sequences, we could have had something a little bit fancier. And the way in which they killed off the original alien, you know, was it the original Predator who was chained up, who ended up teaming up with um, Royce, you know, Adrian Brody's character, just to have him beheaded in such a disrespectful manner, basically. I was just, no, why would you do that, my boy? That's so rude. How dare you? So, yeah, um, and I like the film. It's good, but it just doesn't have the sort of fun and uh, interesting characters that came with the uh, first film. I guess the more charismatic, should I say, characters from the original film that made that film fun. And even though it borrows the musical elements of, you know, Alan Silvestri's original film, I just feel like this composer, he borrowed the elements from the original in, you know, pretty effective ways, but didn't come up with enough to, you know, make it his own, you know? I'm trying to look up who the uh, composer is right now. Uh, John Denby, I swear that's the guy that did the film score for Iron Man 2, actually. Yeah, it's no wonder. Um, his film score for Iron Man 2 was good, but not great. And I feel like that's the same, you know, for Predators. It was a decent film score, which was good mainly when it was boring elements from Alan Silvestri's original, you know, film. But, yeah, it's just not enough. So, yeah, Predators. Decent, but... In a way, it's actually on par with the original, but just um, it just doesn't have certain elements that made the original fun for me. And with all those films out of the way, now we are in 2018, where we are at the dawn of a new Predator film, which should show up in a few days from now at the time of this recording, just less than a week. And I think the reason why this series has endured for so long is just because people like these films, obviously, but I think they just like the concept of the Predator, the type of alien it is in terms of the way in which it's designed, its weaponry, its armor, the way in which it takes out its enemies brutally and violently. You know, no one can ever forget after they've seen the Predator, the way in which it camouflages itself, its armor, the look of its face, the way in which it growls and crackles in the shadows. You know, and the way in which it likes to pull the bloody people's uh, skull and bloody spinal cords out of their bodies and ring it around the sky like some sort of nutcase. The alien is great. And the problem is, I think the first film set 
uh, such a high bar that you know each of the sequels and even the spin-off films have been trying to chase it apparently it's only the comic book material that has ever really done justice to the uh, predator character beyond you know was it what the films have done really and i like the character just because it looks really cool i like the design of it and just more things can be done with it um i'm an, i'm a little annoyed that it's taken eight years to get another you know predator film but at the same time I was hyped when it got announced because obviously Shane Black was involved and even though there's some people that hate on him because of Iron Man 3, the guy is still like, you know, was it two out of three films is still great. You know, you've got Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, one of my all-time favorite films, and The Nice Guys, which was a really good film from 2016 that not enough people saw. And Iron Man 3 is not a great film, but I still think it's a very good one. It has a lot of elements that I liked in terms of the way in which they progressed Tony Stark's character and showed him a little bit more vulnerability than we've seen in you know the previous films up until that point. Sure, it's totally inconsistent, and there's just a few elements of it that feel less MCU movie and more Shane Black, but I still think it's an effective film. But anyway, when I heard he was signed on to do this new one, I was like, yo, man, new Predator film with Shane Black, one of the guys that was originally involved with this franchise, let's do it. But then I saw the first trailer and I was like, it's alright, but I felt like it was properly missing the horror, the suspense, and the, you know, badassery of the previous films. And then the second trailer came out. It was a little funnier and it had a little bit more footage of, you know, the Predator and this new sort of bigger Predator that's in there. More on that later. But it still didn't do anything for me. The most recent trailer has come out, I think, maybe last week or within the last two weeks. And it's definitely the best trailer of them all. It has more of that Shane Black kind of humor, style of writing, more violence in violence <laughs> so it looks fun but at the same time again i'm looking at this trailer i'm like it's the best trailer we had it's probably the only one you should have shown but at the same time it's just it's not enough and i've heard some of the early you know reviews come out for the film and they're saying it's not good and i'm like oh no because the thing is i want this film to be good i want it to be fun because i've been looking forward to a new predator film for years and shane black because he's attached to the franchise and he's done good work in the past, I feel like he was the right man to write this ship. So I don't want to go about and jump into this film screening with a negative mindset. I want it to be good and I will be as objective as possible when I go in there. But I can't help but feel, because of the lackluster trailers, the early reviews that say it's not that good and some of this other behind the scenes palaver, that we might be stepping into a questionable film. I don't know. I really hope this doesn't sink the franchise again for another 10 years because I can't deal with that. I want more Predator stuff going on on the big screen because everybody needs to know about this character. There's so many kids and young people these days that don't know nothing about how cool these Predator aliens are and they need to be shown off in a badass way. I'm just not sure that bringing in a new hybrid alien that's stronger than the last one, blah, 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 is the best way to do it. There's too much of this genetic hybrid bullcrap that's been going on since Jurassic World, you know, I guess popularized it with the stupid Indominus Rex back in 2015, but we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, that's me done. If you have any thoughts about the Predator series, whether you've seen them all, seen a handful, whether you like them, dislike them, or if you are excited for the new one or not excited for the new one, holler at me. I'd like to hear your thoughts. So there's several ways you can contact me. Comment at the bottom of this episode on SoundCloud or holler at me on Twitter where I am at Hypersonic55 or at FilmFocus55 or holler at me via the email account thehypersonic 55 at gmail.com. And yeah, that's it. The review for The Predator will be incoming as soon as I see the film, which hopefully should be on opening day. 
and yeah i've still got some other reviews in the pipeline so look forward to those when they come so until the next time ladies and gentlemen this is the hypersonic 55 of film focus signing out peace